This is a Stimulus Network podcast. Hello and welcome to For What It's Earth, your weekly climate, environment and sustainability podcast. I'm Emma. Hi, I'm Lloyd. That's Lloyd. And this week we're going to be diving deep into your green bins. We're talking... Recycling. Um, a little warning to our massive international fan base. We're going to be specifying or specifically looking at UK recycling. We are just going to be UK. So sorry, Aussie listeners. I know there's at so least sorry. two of you out there. Hello, you two. We'll, uh, um, we'll do that on the leg of our Aussie tour when we're big and famous. Absolutely. You have to come see our live show in Sydney. One day. One day. Set out the opera house. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? You're painted green. <gasps> oh, that sounds like a fantastic stunt, but also a terrible idea. Maybe, but we'll be... Super famous, it'll be fine. Anyway, we're getting really ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's do the first season first. <laughs> yep. Uh, so recycling. Stick around for our delightful episode on recycling. So before we dive deep into the depths of our recycling boxes, Lloyd, what one good thing, what have you done this week? Uh, I was dreading this question. I'm really sorry. I you know really... it's coming though. We start every week with it. This is true, <laughs> which makes it worse. But I, I, I tried. I tried to be a good person. I was buying these uh, beeswax wraps. Yes, they are. Um, they are excellent. They're fantastic. Uh, so if you don't, haven't heard before, then they are basically an alternative like cling film. You can wrap. Food, food or you can cover bowls in, in it they're a little yeah, bit tacky yeah uh, like cloth uh, covered in in wax basically um I, I i ordered them from amazon and i ordered them three times i ordered to a locker each time i was never in or able to get there so there we are so you haven't got you didn't get your beeswax wraps no i've got the thought of them you've still tried I did try. Thank you. So well done. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of the time it's it's the attitude that needs to, to change, not just the product. So you've tried, you've done well. I'm sure that one day you'll get your beeswax wraps. One day. One day. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? Okay, mine's a bit niche. So um, We like my, niche. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I go home, I went home recently to see my parents and my mum loves like sparkling water. Don't know why she just does. She drinks loads of it, but she always goes, does her Tesco shop and buys like the big two litre plastic bottles of sparkling water because it's like 17p or something absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I just was like, oh, mum, so much plastic, you know, you're just like plowing through these every week. So I saw um, effectively a knockoff soda stream, which is like a it's like a, a gun that you attach to a big plastic bottle, a reusable one, um, and it and it injects the water with carbon dioxide i guess i'm not sure that's about right anyway it carbonates the water and so you can turn tap water into fizzy water without having to buy it or have loads of plastic waste and you feel super cool injecting your water it does i think it probably make her look like a mad scientist if you kept going and you kept putting more and more carbon dioxide in would it always be like those pop rockets <gasps> maybe do you want to take it to a field that's one to, that's one to, <laughs> we're gonna live Recycling stream that on the podcast <laughs> Yeah, possibly, possibly. I'm not sure she'd be too impressed with that, but yeah. Anyway, that's my um, that's my slightly random, slightly niche that's thing that I think is good today, this week. Love it. So, shall we crack on with our main topic? Yes. Uh, recycling. Let's get into recycling in the UK. So go on then, start us off. Okay. So we're all aware of recycling. Of course we are. You just put your green bin out once a week. Um, 
but are you aware of what happens after you've put the green bin out? That's the issue. That's what we want to try and kind of knuckle down today. So most recycling in the UK is done by the statutory authorities and local recycling does vary council by council. So it depends on where you live as to how you recycle and what you can recycle. So myself in Bristol, we have one green bin that goes once a week, which we put all of our recyclables in. But Birmingham, for example, has three different bins, which you can put different things in. And this place called Newcastle under Lime which I've never heard of. Most of the one on, on top of Lyme. Exactly. Two of the Newcastles above and around Lyme, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I've never heard of. So sorry, listeners, if any of you are from this very small place, perhaps you can confirm this for me, but I've heard reports that you have six different bins. Six? Six. How do you To deal really with separate six bins? out. I don't know. Are they all different colours? Is Appa- like a rainbow? Possibly. Very colourful streets, yeah. That but apparently cool. the, um, the garbage trucks that come to deal with these are actually too big because they've got too many options. They're too wide for some of the streets, so it's caused a bit of an issue. But well done anyway for well really optimistic You're too good that. at recycling. <laughs> but yeah, so one of the other issues as well is the sheer volume at which we throw out stuff. Yes, I heard a little rumour that uh, Britain specifically, so it's just us, just our island, throws out 22 million tonnes of waste every year. That's just nuts. Um, and of that, the recycling rate is 44%. Yeah, and we've plateaued at 44% for the last Which couple of years. Which pretty the same, even with arguably a bigger drive, I think, to yeah, or, or, or more, more public awareness, maybe, mm. that we should be recycling and more efforts by councils. It still stayed We still haven't flat. necessarily, although we might have improved the amount that we are recycling, our waste has also improved. So the rate of recycling is just and that's sticking just, steady. Yeah, sorry, that's just household waste as well, isn't it? So that's not even taking into account industry and commercial waste. No. Which gets lumped on the top. Yeah, they also are huge contributors to our to our waste and recycling efforts. But yeah, so what happens once you've put it in the in the box? What's next? Well it goes in the box. Um it goes into some trucks. And the trucks take it to a recycling centre. I'm sure you are aware of it this far. I am. I'm with you. I'm still with you. So after that, I had a little look around and I it, it varies. For example, I found that I think just plastic alone, there's 30, 40 different recycling standards across the UK, which is a problem, which we'll probably go into later. But for example, I looked at Brighton and Hove and well done, Brighton and Hove. You've got a really 21st century technological process going on. Smashing. Um, If they do half of this stuff, I'm really impressed because they, first of all, they have manual separation after the trucks get there and deliver it. They start manually separating things. They um, remove things like plastic bags and textiles and glass, not because the glass can't be recycled, but because it has to go through a different process. Mm -hmm. What they then do is throw it into a big drum, like a washing machine. The drum spins around for a bit, separates out the materials, cans and plastic bottles go the other way. They use an air knife. Sorry? An air knife, like a knife of air. Oh my God, what's an air knife? It's just a jet. Just like a jet stream. It's a really specific jet to basically push things like paper and little like really light materials like cardboard out of the way so the heavier things keep going they use a really big magnet for the steel cans yep an electromagnet to push away the aluminium cans okay so you've got cans flying in all directions i'm not sure what's going on everywhere can central they use infrared cameras they scan the items that go in through now an infrared camera the cameras identify what types of for example what plastics oh my god are being used they use more air they love their own brighton Precision jets of air to but move different plastic items, air. different areas. And then they check them over again by hand. And then they ship them out in the rest of the things that come out the other side in like bales to various places, depending on what 
councils are doing with the mill side. Wow. What an elaborate and incredible process. So you just have no idea, do you? I think a lot of us just think, right, well, we've popped it in our in our recycling exactly. and that's done. That is nuts. There are so many more stages and, and other people that are involved in that process. I think as uh, you mentioned earlier, that's that's one council. Yes. Different councils are different things they do. Some of them aren't necessarily so good. No, Brighton and Hove have always been quite a, a front runner for green issues, haven't they? They have to. Um, be so they are kind of paving the way in this regard. But that all that means is that technology has been developed and could be implemented otherwise. And it's clearly working. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so everything that needs recycling, as you said, needs to go through different processes once it's been kind of separated out. So we're just going to have a quick look at some of the main things that we do recycle. Um, first one being glass. Glass is kind of the perfect thing to recycle. It's it's almost endlessly recyclable because you can just melt it over and over again and reshape it, which is great. The only issues are it's quite heavy. Um, so if we were to replace plastic items with glass, transport costs uh, and emissions would increase because it's not quite so easy to ship or to move around the UK. But at the end of the day... Um, it doesn't really leave any residue. That's pretty uh, amazing. You're saying it's pretty much 100% recyclable. Yeah, you can just kind of keep going over and over. Makes you wonder why we use... Well, I mean, obviously, plastic bottles and things are cheap to produce, but... but yeah, I think the future is going back it, to, to glass. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the funny things in the UK is obviously you get different colours of glass, um, and clear glass is, is the one which you get paid the most to recycle. It's great. Um, the UK actually imports more green glass than it then uses at the end of the recycling process. Do you know why? Go on. Wine. We drink too much wine and we don't do anything with the recycled wine bottles afterwards because we don't produce things in so green could be bottles. you we don't drink enough wine. No, we drink too much wine. No, we'd need to produce wine here. Oh, I see. Oh, we can do that. Can we? There maybe, are maybe, few, Actually, there are a few vineyards. There's one in like Sussex I've cycled past on. There we go, UK winemakers. Chop, chop. Do, do your duty. Or we could just stop being so fussy about what colour bottles our jam comes in. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably it. Like, we all know what jam looks like. Yeah, you just need to trust that that, that nice Bon Mamon jam is, jam is going to be nice. But I suppose you do, I do understand though, you do kind of want to see what it is that you're, you're purchasing, don't you? Because you want to be able to kind of proof it with your own eyes that it's good quality and you can't really see through green glass. True. This is true. I mean, I heard a little... Do you want a little fact? Absolutely. Any standard UK green wine bottle, 68% recycled material. Already? Yeah. That's all right, that is. It's all right. Oh, well, well done us. Yeah. Huh. Good job, wine lovers. Well, I will absolutely take that. I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so next, glass. next one up. Let's chat paper. Yeah, let's. Let's chat paper. So paper, everyone knows paper card, you know, it's great you can recycle it. But did you know you can only recycle it up to a maximum of six times? And most things don't even make it to their Why sixth six? recycle. Because every time you pulp it down and you mulch it out, it loses some structural integrity. Um, and eventually just the fibres become so small, you can't even make it. I think, you know when you go to like a public bathroom and you get those hand towel? Yeah. And they're really weird consistency. That is the end of the line for them. You cannot, that, I think they're the very last uh, like stage of... of recyclable paper will get like you can't reuse those one of the other things though is you think okay well great even if you can't recycle it endlessly they're biodegradable yeah that, i was about to say that yeah which is great but another negative nancy coming in oh, here no, here we go 
uh, when they when they are ending up in landfill, they do biodegrade. They rot like any other organic material mm-hmm. and produce methane. So there is a flip side. There is a still a um, a carbon emission right. a gas coming off that's not so great. But tying into that, you just remind me of a fact. I can't remember if I mentioned it before. I, I say a lot of stuff. Um, you love a fact. There, 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 was, a, there was a really good uh, recycling study I read once, which um, said that when they had paper towels to use in a bathroom, mm. if they had a recycling bin next to it, people use more paper towels. Oh, yeah. So, you've so got the... you, you, because you've got the perception of, oh, it's fine. It could be recycled. Yeah, you I've use done them, my part. You chuck them in the bin. So you use more of them oh, than you would normally. Sad, so there's an interesting psychological mm. element. We'll have to dive into that at some point as well. Yeah, kind of tricking us into recycling psychologically. It might be a Which comes might back, be scope for that. Yeah, but I mean, that comes back to the whole reduce, reuse, recycle in that order, doesn't it, really? Yes, this is very true. Which is maybe a bit recycling of a Recycling should be point, the but... last kind of last bastion after you've already tried to reduce your impact exactly. and then re- reused what you've got. Um, so bin- that was paper. Next up, let's tackle cans. Let's do cans. So you said already that they separate out steel and aluminium cans using various indeed. magnets. Using the Terminator, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but that makes it super, super easy to recycle cans, actually. It's one of the, the easiest things that we in the UK are, are capable of doing. But one of the great things as well about aluminium cans, I nearly said aluminium then. That's absolutely not right. I've been watching too much American TV. Um, Go on aluminium cans is that it actually only takes five percent of the energy which you would be which you would use to create a new one um you would oh, right. to recycle an old one i don't think i explained that very well so <laughs> basically it's very very energy efficient just to recycle them as opposed to make a brand new one yes and then you're not using like sense. virgin materials and having to mine for so again, various metals we, as well we've got options in glass and cans and other things compared to plastic yeah just buy a can of coke instead of a a bottle, guys. Yeah. It's a nice, easy change. I mean, uh, talking of plastic, Speaking that's of. kind of the uh, elephant in the room, really, isn't it, when it comes to recycling. Let's tackle plastic recycling. <sighs> okay. Put your feet up, listeners. Here we are. So when it comes to plastic, there are different types. Yeah, there's uh, I'm seven sure a lot of people know this, but yeah, seven different types of plastic. And they all can be recycled, but they're not always recycled because people don't always choose to, like councils and authorities don't always choose Some to recycle more difficult them. than others. But yeah, because they're more difficult, because they take more energy, because they're a bit denser. And then within that, yeah, you've got so many other complications. So when it comes to recycling plastic, clear plastic, really widely recycled. Councils mm. love doing it and because it, it's also cost effective. They can make a lot of money back on the products afterwards because it's clear plastic's got so many uses. Yes. When it comes to things like black plastic or coloured plastic, mm. those tend to be removed Depend, again, depending on the councils, I'd really recommend people look up what their council's recycling policy is, to be honest. Because um, often authorities do remove them because it's really hard to do anything. It's really expensive to take the dyes out if they can at all. Yeah. And there's not as much use for demand for it. Same thing with polystyrene. There's barely any, barely any ever polystyrene recycled because there's not much use for it at the end of it. Which is a shame. And we also mass produce polystyrene use it so much. Oh, yes. Just as a very cheap and light easy packaging product yeah, especially around christmas and other events that's uh yeah shoved in there yeah this is very true um i judge to think how much polystyrene i've probably encountered in my life and to know that none of it's been recycled is quite hard 
But yeah, so when we when we say you should go and check out what you can actually recycle in your local area, uh, it's particularly important with the black plastic debate, as you said. It's quite hard yes. to recycle, but only 22% of households in the UK are actually in an area which does recycle black plastic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the black, because we were talking earlier about the high-tech processes, the those infrared lasers that come down just can't or really struggle to register black plastic. Yeah, it just absorbs in, it. In the light because it absorbs it. Uh, so it just gets shoved away. I mean, with the, with plant pots, you see a lot of black plant pots. Oh yeah. And I didn't realise this, but um, a lot of the one of the big reasons why it's black is because it's so good at absorbing the light. So it reduces the rays effectively that get through to the roots. Mm. Interestingly, there are some companies now that are developing. Uh, how do you pronounce it? T a u p e. Torp. Torp. Torp is torp, thank you. <laughs> torp coloured uh, plant pots instead as an alternative. Oh, I quite like that. Quite like a torp. I mean, the reason they use black plastic... In... Or is it torp? I hope it's torp. Tope? If it's not, then people can definitely let us know. <gasps> Tweet us. Gently, please. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason they use black plastic in uh, packaging, for example, food packaging, is because psychologically it makes the food look better. It, make, it looks yeah. more... It looks more vibrant, doesn't That's, it? Yeah, it looks more vibrant, looks a bit more expensive... Yeah, and then you can only see the top layer of the food as well. Ooh, good point. And if there's an ugly side, it's covered. Yeah, yeah. So that's literally the only reason. So we're sort of reducing what we can recycle just to appease our sense of... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Me neither. But we get Anyway, you. yeah. We get We, we get the gist here. Yeah. Um, one of the other problems as well is because the UK doesn't necessarily have the best uh, plastic recycling infrastructure... Uh, we've taken to just shipping it away. Yes. Out of sight, out of mind, somebody else can deal with it. But so basically, effectively, a lot of companies are given obligations where they have to prove that their industrial waste or, you know, has been responsibly dealt with. So they've been just getting what is basically a, a shipping certificate from a company that says that abroad that says that they will recycle it so then to meet these government objectives they can present the shipping certificate saying okay here's 80 percent of our waste has been sent off to this company um but then there's no follow-up you have no idea where that company's actually putting it whether it's actually recycling it well it's really reasonable news isn't it that they've uh the uh, government body responsible has or the environment agency, I think is, I suppose, um, has been revoking licenses because companies are literally making up these facts because they realise that the amount uh, of plastic waste declared mm. at the border is going through. So, sorry, the amount of waste declared that they've done is not the same as the stuff that they've actually found at the border. Yes. Passing. So they sort of put two and two together and thought, hmm. There's a lot of lying going on here. Hang on. Yeah. If you fudge fact, fudge fact fudging. Yeah. That's, that's a don't try and say, I'm going to end up saying so, the wrong thing. <laughs> is it something like two thirds of our plastic packaging we send abroad or something? So uh, it's just nuts, approaching 400,000 uh, tonnes we reprocess here. Yeah. And then approaching about 700,000 tonnes we send abroad. Oh, so, so but much. that isn't going to last forever. No. So traditionally we have sent quite a lot of it to China because China obviously has a huge manufacturing industry and they also don't have... Uh, like access to the virgin materials to make plastics in the same way that a lot of companies do. So they, for a long time, were just kind of named like the world's garbage bin or something because they just bought loads and loads of plastic yeah, waste. Was, perhaps a bit, bit yeah. unfair, but... Um... Yeah, just only in this context, not in all other yeah, contexts. Exactly. China has some great <laughs> sites too. <laughs> but um, so they, they heavily imported um, plastic waste from other companies, uh, sorry, other countries. 
so you know that was that was great for everyone else involved who wanted to just get rid of their waste and not have it on their on their island as we did um but now china has realized that it doesn't really want to be that anymore and it's it's closed its doors to importing loads of plastic waste which is suddenly yeah suddenly we've realized the volume that we're putting out now has nowhere to go so it's ending up on shipping containers going to places like turkey or just like hanging around off the coast in international waters because it's got nowhere to go exactly and what we're talking about earlier where some councils just choose not to recycle because there's no use or no value in it problem is that when china closes doors the price or the value of the recycled plastic goes down Mm. so there's a possibility that you know, that could have a knock-on effect of councils refusing to collect recycle, uh, plastic bothering. to recycle anymore or not to the same extent, which isn't ideal. No. I think we can say. Not great. So, uh, so what are we going to do about it, Lloyd? Well, I'm really glad you asked me that. <laughs> so there are, well, as you said earlier, that it's, it's not a new thing, recycling. No. Um, but arguably people are more aware. Yeah, we're coming the back UK, around to it. Exactly. The UK recently... Um, has decided to streamline, basically, it's this plastic recycling, mm. specifically, which is great. Absolutely. So it's a case of making uh, labels on packaging uh, better and easier to understand, um, tackling the current postcode lottery. So as because, as I was saying earlier, there's like 30, 40, 50 different standards of yeah. recycling, making sure that's the same everywhere. Because mm. it's a bit bizarre that you can literally go across the county border and suddenly they're not making the effort anymore. Yeah, I'll just pop over to yours, drop off my recycling. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough as it is. <laughs> and it's it's just things like uh, making firms more responsible for the costs of dealing with this afterwards. So yeah, then also holding them accountable. Exactly. At the same time, working with them to find alternatives, more plastic uh, alternatives. And an interesting one was crack down on waste crime by introducing electronic tracking of waste shipments. Oh, waste crime. Which I guess exciting. comes into what we were talking earlier with the, the border checks. Yeah. Actually understanding where it's going at That's the end true. of it so people don't have as easy a time dealing with it. That's a very good point. So I think also recently the UK Department for Business, Energy and Industry has announced, uh, I think it's a £60 million um, pot in order to fund finding different environmentally friendly packaging uh, sources. Because, of course, I think the responsibility is shared between us and industry because we, exactly right, yeah. you know, we can't necessarily just choose to suddenly try and reduce how much packaging we buy. Because if the only packaging available to us is irresponsible, as I would like to call it from now on, irresponsible packaging, you know, what 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 have you got? There need to be other options. Um, so the grant is to hopefully help industry start producing much better packaging, which can become a more standard method of method of giving us food or products so that we then also whatever it is we do produce or we do put in our recycling is more likely to actually be recycled or not even need recycling it might just be compostable exactly um that's all true and then as you said it's also our responsibility it is so so there are lots of things we can do lots absolutely changing habits for example um there's a recent the government's recently announced that they're looking at a plastic bottle recycling scheme like a deposit scheme Sorry, yeah. Yes. That's what I'm going for. Got you. Um, so this is already in use in places like Norway, for example. Yeah, I think it's had quite a lot of success in Scandinavia. So the idea, I guess, is that you drop off, you collect all your potholes, and then when you've got enough of them, you drop them off at the designated 
Well, they're hopefully going to be in supermarkets. So where you could oh, buy your bottle, you can hopefully then return to that same place to give it back. And I think, I can't remember how much it's actually going to be. It was something minimal, like 5p or something. Um, but then the, the difference is you, you already, you will pay more for the bottle in the first place. So it doesn't really make that much difference. But also, as much as I think it's a great idea in that it will stop as much plastic bottle pollution in our environment it doesn't tackle the issue of the fact that we're still buying plastic bottles i think exactly. it actually gives us a bit more of a like a guilt-free element when we're buying plastic yeah, so bottles oh, like, oh, we're you know, take we're it but actually recycling plastic bottles doesn't bring them back as plastic bottles all the time a lot of the time it'll move down in that recycling chain and become something different so you're still then requiring natural resources to make the plastic bottles in the exactly. first place because that, that that chain is still going i mean they've got to be better solutions like uh there are more uh for example uh, washing detergents companies cropping up for example my university campus in swansea they've got one where you can take take a bottle and refill it every time you want some more which is a great idea which is I great. Really you get a like discount that. and like it doesn't have to just be that surely surely we can expand to other companies like you literally go into a supermarket and every company's got their branded dispenser yeah absolutely that you take your bottle to that and that kind of technology is coming out in um, kind of green supermarkets. Mm. But I'd like to see that reflected across more places rather than just... With a very... great range of products as well. Yeah, because, you know, you don't get your branded things that you're used to. But would it really hurt, I don't know, Tresemme to start batch producing their um, their shampoo so I could go and fill it up on my normal weekly shop? Or, you know, exactly. in- instead of just having to, to buy the one brand which is available and might not necessarily suit my needs. That's exactly right. Somewhere else. And moving on from that, the like another responsibility that comes on to us is properly sorting our recycling. Yes, so making, absolutely. We talked about how difficult it is or how often councils don't recycle that much. Mm. But some of that onus is on us to make it as easy as possible for them. Like you were telling me earlier, which I'd never heard before, that you should really leave the uh, caps on bottles yes, to if make you're sure they actually your... make their way... Yeah, if you're going to put your plastic bottle in your recycling, which you absolutely should, screw the cap on, leave it on. Don't just chuck the cap in loose at the bottom because half of That's those will not make it to recycling. Not, yeah. No, because the um, when they melt out the plastics, the two different densities of those two plastics will separate out anyway in that kind of sludge of chemicals. Oh, there we are. So they can skim them apart. They won't have to like unscrew them by hand. But by actually keeping it screwed on, you're ensuring that that bit of plastic too is recycled rather than possibly just getting lost. Perfect. Um, and you also need to empty out any liquids that you've got in your plastic bottles yes. because those can really mess with all of the high-tech systems that you mentioned earlier. Empty liquids and wash yes. uh, recyclables food as best residue. you can. Actually, food residue like, does have a surprising effect in stopping, as you say, the recycling process. Mm. No, especially because we were talking about uh, import exporting plastics to china but we also export things like cardboard to china yeah and they've recently taken issue with contaminated i.e food on waste cardboard yes and they've put their foot down a bit with that sort of thing so then that whole batch will likely not be then processed yeah. suitably just because part of it's contaminated so let's not do that folks yeah come on everyone yeah and one other last thing as well uh, is that simply by separating out your food waste uh, and your compostables as well at home and, and instead of putting them in your in your normal bin, um, you don't necessarily need to recycle them, but often councils will run food waste or not food waste. No, most, most places do food waste bins, but also like your garden waste, I guess. Yeah. Um, by separating that out in the getting rid of process, that then doesn't go into landfill like your normal waste would, so that saves saves room in landfill also. Yeah. There we are. So it, yeah, it comes down to us to be more knowledgeable 
And it's almost like I mentioned earlier, like you could really, I definitely encourage people to get in touch with their local councils or their MPs, mm. find out what the processes are locally. Yeah, they'll, the councils will have them, them on their more. websites. But also, yeah, getting in touch with your MP as well is important because then they'll know that it's, it's an, an issue, issue that, that people, yeah, people think it's issues you matter. Yeah, exactly so. right. But. There we are. Ooh, Tell you what, could we, we, we could definitely that. end on a fact. Oh, go on, end, end us on a fact. It's a good fact. 47% of people say they've had an argument or do argue at home over what can and cannot be recycled. Wow. I, I've <laughs> definitely had that argument. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely maybe bickered. I don't know if I'd say like full-blown yeah, argument. It's, it's not quite a row. You know, I'm not yeah, throwing you know, cans at each other. Having neighbours be a bit worried about what's going on upstairs. <laughs> you can't put that in there, James. We've talked about this. <laughs> oh, dear. What a note to end on, folks. Yeah, James. Come on. Try come on. Come on, mate. He's calling out his housemate. It's actually happening. <laughs> it's actually happening. All right. Okay. In which case, Maddie and Sophie, up your game. <laughs> there we are. Everyone call out your housemates. Wow, public up. shaming. I Fantastic. feel terrible now. That's, that's a great note to end on. Yeah. So we're, we're going to call it a day there. Happy recycling before we insult anyone else. <laughs> so what I want to quickly do now is talk about some of our lovely listeners. Yes. Because it's fair to say we've been pretty overwhelmed by some of the lovely feedback that we've had. You've all been so, so nice. So nice. Like, too nice. Not too nice. Okay, not too nice. Keep Be nicer. Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> so not just the nice things you've said to us, even though, you know, we've loved it, but also it's been so nice to see some of the things you've been doing. Yes. So one of these is uh, Rian. Oh, Rian. Who sent us a fantastic picture of the Bee Hotel, or... B and B. I love that. I love, just love that it. pun. And I was really angry that I didn't think about it. We should have used it in the in the B episode ourselves. I we might have to hire her as a writer, <laughs> <laughs> like an editor. But so she uh, heard our B episode and she went online and found a B hotel, which is this lovely painted blue box with all sorts of wood and little areas for little insects to hide in. And she said, "What she's going to do? She's got two young boys, is to sort of use it as like a collective family learning." Oh, I think. just love yeah, that. So just uh, to learn about the bees, but also she is planning on putting little bath, like a water feature next oh. to it. Yeah, for a little bee bath. And then she's going to make a whole wildflower area in her garden with it as well. I'm just going to applaud her. That's the sound. Well done. I remember applauding. That's genuinely brilliant. I love it. Which is exactly what we it. want. This is what we set out to do. Yeah. We just wanted to inspire people and to start conversations and the fact that you've already gone and done that and you're starting up something with you and your family. We love it. We absolutely love it. We've seen a picture of it. We've put it on our Instagram because yeah, it's just gorgeous. It well done. Woo! Listener of the week. Woo! But that's not the only listener that's got in touch. Emma, I think you've heard from someone following our sustainable diets episode, episode number 2. Yeah, big thanks to Nisha for getting in touch. So one of the things we talked about was avocados uh, and we how did. water intensive they are. And how and, much you hated them. Uh, yes, I do absolutely hate them. But Nisha doesn't. She loves her guacamole. So she is going to try making guacamole with broad beans, Ooh, which I is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. So let us know how that goes. Yeah, and well do. done for reducing your avocado consumption. And send us the recipe. And send us the recipe. And maybe a sample. Maybe I'll like it if it's not made with avocado. Maybe, maybe we found an alternative for you. Quite possibly. So well done. Well done, Nisha. Good work. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks so much for sticking by us. Um, you can definitely keep the conversation going. Let us know whether you do get in con contact with your councils, like whether you've got any recycling tips. Tell them to thoughts. listen to this podcast. Tell them to Heavens. listen to this podcast. Yeah, go on then. Let the, let the MPs know get, that get, it's get something we care about. Get Steve for the council on. I, I will. Yes. Let's find something with Steve now. 
So yeah, keep the conversation going. You can tweet us. You can Instagram us. Yes, we're on Instagram at For What It's Earth Podcast. Very good. You, you can find can us nice and easily. Email us. At For What It's Earth Pod at gmail.com. We genuinely love your comments. Yes. Keep them rolling. Exactly. And you can listen to the rest of our podcasts. Yeah, and stick around. We'll be back every week having a, a different chat. Have you yes, got any ideas for things you want to, to learn about? Let us know. We'll do the research for you and then you can feel good about you can it. learn. Yeah. Nice one. Great. See you next week, Lloyd. Bye. 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 <laughs>